Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, my brother? Another day on earth, man. So I'm going to call it a good day, even though uh, this is my weekend to work. Not too excited <laughs> about that, but yeah, boy, you got to do what you got to do out here, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, looking at the bright side, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a little good pause, man. But how about yourself, man? Uh man, I'm uh I'm on pins and needles right now, man. You know what I'm saying? For those that don't know, I had to go get my uh I had to go get a COVID test today, so I'm trying to figure out if I got the vid or not. Um more than likely it's looking like that I do have it, uh, because I've had some of the symptoms, but for the most part, man, I'm actually feeling uh you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm feeling a little healthy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm up and moving around, it's not knocking me down there, you know what I'm saying, taking me out the game right now, so you know what I'm saying? I'm rolling with the punches. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just, uh, yeah, man, y'all, y'all just think positive for me. Yes, sir, man. The great thing is, you know what I'm saying, you in good spirits enough to pot. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. you went hospitalized and all that type shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm praying for, for, the, for the results that you're looking for. How about that, man? That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. I was mad, I was about to say something, but I can't say that out, out loud. So I'm just gonna keep it moving, man. So now, <laughs> man, um, man, you ready for what we watching, bro? Yes, sir, man. Let's do it. Let's get into it. What we, what we watching? Yo, so um, for anybody that's just now tuning in, man, if this is your first episode listening, what we watching is basically um. You know what I'm saying? The segment that we do just to keep everybody up on some of the stuff that we watch outside of um, what we cover on the pod. Because we can't cover everything, but we can definitely give you guys some um, dope stuff to watch. So um, for me, man, uh, Apple TV is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? I told you guys about Ted Lasso. I told you guys about the show C with uh, Jason Momoa. Excuse me. I got another show for y'all, man, on Apple TV. Um, it's called Physical, starring Rose Byrne. Um, it is hilarious. It is about a housewife who um, basically finds her way into becoming and uh, becoming a fitness mogul, and she basically finds out about aerobics. And this is like set in like the '80s or whatever. So she finds out about aerobics like right at the height of it. She ends up learning how to, you know, what I'm saying, do the the aerobic steps, and then she turns that into a um, fitness empire, and then she becomes this famous aerobic instructor. And the the funny part, it's a comedy, but the funny part about the whole thing is, is that as she's talking to people and as she's having conversations and having interactions with people, she's also mentally talking to herself. So it's letting you in her thoughts as she's talking to people and having the conversations. So it's like she's going through this phase of she's really trying to find herself and everything else like that. She's a wife. She's a mother. But she has a a problem with eating and everything else. So she has like this um, this image of herself as being like this obese fat lady when really she's not like she really has like, you know, she's in a decent shape and everything else. 
and it's basically showing how like aerobics has really helped her get away from um all this mental negativity and and all this like body dysmorphia that she has but it's a great show it's hilarious rose burn does a great job for anybody that doesn't know rose burn um she was um she was the the head the head maid i mean the head bridesmaid in the movie bridesmaid she's funny she's hilarious um she she does an outstanding job in this show it's on apple tv it's called physical be sure to check it out that's what's up man and the crazy part is i've been wanting to watch that show and we were just talking about Mm -hmm. apple tv Mm -hmm. uh i think i'm about to jump in man i get a i get a free year for having an Apple nice. phone, so I'm 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 definitely gonna sign up, man. I I just don't know what I'm gonna watch first, man. Man, it's, I, I it's hear just how, so much. It's so much to watch, bro. You that's it, what I'm saying. And they got but stuff I know coming my too. Three, I know my top three, though. You know what I'm saying. Okay. You've been talking about all of them, Ted Lasso, yeah, and that fitness. Um, those are the three yeah, shows that I'm shooting for. You, but but C, C is gonna have you. C is gonna have you glued in. I had to I had to pause it and wait. I got like two episodes I get to binge watch, so I'm trying to spread space them out so I can binge watch them. But yeah. man, it's it's that good. That's what's up. Uh, so a show that I started, man, it came out last year actually, and I seen mm-hmm. it and I've been wanting to watch it, but you know how shit just slip your mind and then boom, it just just popped up on me the other day, and it's on FX, man. It's called A Teacher. Um, mm-hmm. it's a show about uh, a female teacher um, was having a sexual relationship with a, a 18-year-old student of hers. Uh, he was an English student of hers. I'm on episode... I got to episode 9, so I, uh, I'm i on episode 10 right now. Okay. And it's just basically... You see how the, a new teacher moves to a, a new school. She was a middle school teacher, mm-hmm. made the jump to a high school teacher. Um, one kid made the moves on her. She was married, no kids. Her and her husband was trying to have kids. And, like, so then this young boy comes in the picture. He makes a move on her, and she falls into it as well. And then the more you get to watch it, it's like then you understand kind of why she kind of did it because I think two reasons why she did it. Number one, I think because her first was her husband, mm-hmm. and she didn't have sex until she was 21. So it's kind of like – you know, it's like this. There's suspicion. Like you're suspicious. You know what I'm saying? It's like I only been with this one person, and I didn't have sex until I was 21. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's kind of like bang out one of your students. Yeah, bang out one of the students. But one thing I like about the show is the fact of now it seems like it's starting to take that turn though, mm-hmm. and and I think I'm about to get mad because right now both of them you could tell like they really really fuck with each other like yeah. It wasn't like she cohorsed because you know you hear this thing of like, oh man, they cohorsed them, you know, mm-hmm. they took advantage of you because you're eight. But number one, he was eighteen, so that's kind of oh, he grew in. Yeah, but they the way that she got locked up, she was locked up like six months. I'm, and I'm she confused. took a plea deal. Yeah, how she locked up for banging the eighteen year old? Because it was her student. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, okay. Yeah. Mind. I think that, I think that if, maybe it's just a conflict. Look, of I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what necessarily the law is. I think mm-hmm. that if, if it would have been a situation where he was 18 and like maybe went to another school. Yeah. It'd have been different. Yeah. It would have been different. But I think because she was actually his English teacher, 
Yeah. I think that's why there was a whole thing. But like, dude, they was like literally like in love, dude. And like when the whole shit broke up. Okay, like, was he eighteen the whole time? He had. I'm trying to think. Did he bang? I'm trying to think. Did they? Did they fuck before his birthday? I don't think they did. I think that. No, I'm talking about just in general, like not even the bang part. Like, was they just like with each other before he was 18? No, that well, no, not really. She got locked up either. No, he he had his birthday before they had sex. So no, I'm not talking about the sex part. I'm talking about just the relationship. Yeah, he was 18. He was 18 the whole, the whole time that they had like a relationship. And oh, like, no, that's crazy. I'm totally against that. I feel like if you're 18, <laughs> bro, like at that point, you could sign your own papers to do stuff. Dude, because I'm thinking like, yo, the shit. I mean, you can go to war at 18. You know what I'm saying? You can buy cigarettes at 18. Fam, so it's at 18, like you should be able to decide whether or not, you know what I'm saying, you're going to bang your teacher. Yeah, man. So it's it's uh it's Kate it's Kate um was it Mara? No, Kate um Mara. M A M A A M A R A. Uh, you uh, seen her in um? You remember Shooter with uh Mark Robert? Kind of yeah. You remember the girl that was his um. The dude that he was hey, with, where he was overseas. like a sniper or something. Yeah, he was a sniper, and she yeah. was the ex-wife of a dude that died while they was um over in army, and she like patched yeah, him up and all that type of shit. Uh, but she's she's also an executive producer, and Jason Bateman is an executive producer as well of the oh, show. Oh, so it's some comedy but, in it then? Well, not necessarily. I mean, that's some hey, shit really? that's funny in it. Because, but the, the thing is, like, they're, what they're trying to do, and this is the one thing I don't like about it, like, they're trying to show, like, this trauma shit. And I'm not saying that these people don't have trauma. I'm just saying I know people who bang teachers. Remember, mm-hmm. we was having a conversation when they yeah, off air with the people. Yeah. And it's like, dude, these people are fine in the world that I know. So it's 100%. Like, yeah. Like, but they was the heralded tra- as, like, gods. Yeah, it's like for 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 the dude, I tell you this then we'll get started. Like the dude, like he he ended up going to Texas University. Mm-hmm. And like the he ended up joining the sorority and the sorority is his best friend's fraternity. Fraternity, yeah. His um the fraternity leader is his uh friend good friend's <laughs> brother. Yeah. And he had told him about the teacher. So like he telling everybody. And then it showed this one girl. So he's giving this one girl head, right? Mm-hmm. So he gives the girl head and then he goes up to get ready to start smashing. So she wanna talk all of a sudden. Like fuck. So she's talking and then he starts banging it. And then she was like, Did you learn that from your teacher? And oh like, <laughs> supposed to be like, yeah, hence the word teacher. <laughs> and so and so he kind of, you could tell by his facial expression, he wasn't cool with that because the thing is, he actually loved the woman, and the, and the woman actually loved him. And mm-hmm. then she gets out of jail, then she meets somebody on Tinder, and the dude cool. And then you know what I'm saying? He take her home, and then when he about to bang, like no, not when he about to bang, he starts banging right. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, you such a naughty teacher, aren't you?" And all this like shit. <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. 
Hey, what? And then she she started crying and shit during the sex. And I'm like, okay, man, come on, man. Like, oh yeah, he ruined the mood. Yeah, but then it fucked her up though, cause then like, like he then she started liking the dirty talking and all this type shit. And then she had she had went to see her ex husband because mm-hmm. she had to sign the papers because he like pulled pulled out the divorce papers on her. Yeah. So he kind of made her feel bad because he was talking shit. So she leaves to go straight to dude, right? So mm-hmm. he, she's like, he want to talk. And she's like, no, I just want to fuck, right? And so all of a sudden, she's like, hit me. So like he give her a light little smack on the ass. And like, she's like, no, like hit me harder. So she hit her. And then she turns around and she like hit me in the face. <laughs> so like, what the fuck? So it's oh, like man. she's going through like this traumatic shit, man. It's, 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 it's kind of all over I mean, the place. Is that really traumatic though? Like that she's opening herself up to newer and different ideas. The the face thing, I mean, yeah, but like outside of that, like I mean, with the, all the shit that she got going on, because like her dad is popped up in her picture. Popped up in uh, picture. Her dad, her and her dad don't get along because mm-hmm. he was an alcoholic when she was young and mm-hmm. treated her really bad when when she was a kid. Uh, so it's a deeper, darker criminal link. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some deeper shit. And her brother is a cop. And when she first got out of jail, she went to stay with her brother. And his wife wasn't fond of her staying there, so she kind of knew that she didn't want her there. And then like it was all this little funny shit. And then he was talking shit to her about her, you know, fucking the dude. And I'm like, yo, man, it's I know. Granted, yes, I know there's a double standard. There is. I'm sorry. That's just well, that's white just people like, would throw man. some some stuff in your face, won't they? Yeah, man. That, people and will. Like, yeah, but... Billy, you're a jerk. Yeah, Emily, you effed kids. Like you'd be like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 there, bro. <laughs> true, true. But I just think that that there is a double standard, and and I I think a 18 year old boy, like like because I mean, dude, 18, when he was in school, he's, he's technically a grown man. Everybody at at, at, at college was like, yo. You and and this is what I loved about it, dude. He would look in the mirror after he fucked up for the first time. Mm-hmm. He he stood in the mirror and said, "You the motherfucking man." I was like, "That's what I'm talking about." Yeah. He would look in the mirror and just say, "You the motherfucking man." So I thought his confidence was hot. So I I mm-hmm. mean I you know it's now and yeah I mean it's it's a cool show. I'm gonna finish it. I don't know how many more episodes I got left. I don't know because I'm on episode ten, so. We'll see how this shit finish out. But I, I'm thinking I'm not going to like the end because it seemed like it's going down this thing. Because the last thing I saw when we get started is he left college mm-hmm. and he was hugging his mom. And he's like, I need help. And it's like, okay, do you need help to get over the fact that you love this woman and y'all can't be together? Mm-hmm. Or you telling me you need help because you had sex with your teacher? It's like, come on. Sounds pusillanimous to me. Thank you. Great, <laughs> by the way, sounds very <laughs> Not gonna lie. Great word, great word. So yeah, this is what we're gonna JBP, do, man. Yes, sir. So this is what we're gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. So I gotta call you out, everybody. Scoops did not do his homework. I did not watch this movie. Man. <laughs> Listen, it, it, between everything that's been going on behind the scenes and then this, like, yeah, I I totally forgot. Listen, I almost forgot. Is, <laughs> okay, so let, real quick, man. Moment of transparency. I was putting my mom's console together in her car to um, 
fix her window because the piece broke on it. So I was she had bought a whole another console piece. So I was trying to switch out the motherboards on them and see mm-hmm. if that was going to help out as far as like turning it on and off and stuff like that. Um, didn't pan out how we thought it was going to do. So that's <laughs> what I was actually doing all throughout the day. Um, outside of going to get my COVID test. So, excuse me, it's been a, it's been a pretty weird day today. So, um, yeah, forgive me for, uh, you know what I'm saying? Not keeping up on it. I know I had Thursday to do it as well, but it was, it's been, it's been a rough, rough week, man, for anybody that can imagine. But, um, not gonna lie, man, I'm a lot more tech savvy than I thought I was. I had no idea I was that good at doing the stuff that I could do. Man, that's what's up, man. Look, yeah, man. learn something, learn something new every day. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. The only thing for me is the fact of like, dude, I fucking love this movie, mm-hmm. and I just wish that you would have been able to see what I'm about to get into because there there are a lot of gems in this movie, and there's a lot of great actors in this movie. So I'm I'm gonna be good going at it. And, like, obviously, I'm going to include you in the conversation because there's going to be some off-movie stuff that we could talk about because you are a huge advocate in uh, World War II. So, you know, with the Nazi Germany, racism, all of those type of things, all of this stuff is, is bunched into this. And when we're talking about the Buffalo Soldiers, the, the first – well – that wasn't really the first. Um, they they kind of let them fight in the first one, but not really, you know. Well, really, this one was when they really started running out of bodies. So that's really the main reason why they even let them fight in this war, because they was running out of white bodies to throw at them. So this is going to be a very interesting story to tell, because this is actually – a story goes along with this. Like this isn't just a made-up story that's about World War II. And Spike Lee is great at this. Like he's already done this before with uh, with the Five Bloods. He done it before with this, where some people went to war and then there mm-hmm. was a story to go along with it and all this type of shit. So that's basically what this is. But dude, the the people in this movie, dude, it is it is insane. And for the people mm-hmm. that don't know, because I haven't even said it. We're doing Miracle at Santa Ana. It's a 2008 film. Listen to me, dude. Listen. Yeah. You got Derek Luke, Michael Elay, Laz Alonzo, mm-hmm. Omar Benson Miller. You got uh, your boy, John Totoro. Is that how you say it? Yep. Uh, you got Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt. Mm. Uh, Kerry Washington made an appearance. Omar uh, Hardwick. Is Amari in this Hardwick, nice. Yeah, Amari Hardwick is in this bad boy. Michael K. Williams make an appearance in this movie. Mm. So it's just like, and then you got Tori Kittles. You Derek Luke already too, right? Yeah. You got uh, Tori Kittles, you know what I'm saying, who shot Young Caesar slash 50 Cent nine times and, <laughs> and get rich to die trying. Like, it's a mm. lot of people in here, a lot of noticeable people in here. Mm-hmm. And basically the rundown of this movie is, so... Laz Alonzo, who is played by uh, Hector. So Hector is sitting there watching TV and he's watching a movie that's, uh, that was evolving the war that he was in. And he just basically says, like, yo, we was 
you know, we fought too because the movie didn't show any black people. Mm -hmm. So basically, he's working on his job. He got three months to his retirement. His wife passed away. He has no record, no nothing. He's just chilling. Just working at the post office. Yeah, just working at the post office. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, um, a guy comes up, want to buy a stamp. He looks at the guy. He makes a double take, and he looks at him. He's like, you shot the motherfucker. Oh, and man. then close the window and says closed. <laughs> and so wait for the police to take him. So he ended up uh going to jail. And mm -hmm. people are trying to figure out like why would you just shoot the guy when you got three months left, you know, till you retired, and then they're searching his house and they find this headstone mm -hmm. that's just in his closet, buried at the bottom of his closet. And so the police found it, they take it to this historian guy, and he lights up like a motherfucker. He's like, yo. This is the missing head of a statue over in Florence during World War II. Like it, mm -hmm. it's been missing for years. And they were like, well, it was just in our perch closet. So then um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, which is uh what's that motherfucking name in this? He's uh Tim Boyle. He's um talking to him. He was like, Yo, like you have a story to tell. Like, if you tell me, maybe we can, you know, help each other out. So yeah, then he like you a go, journalist or something like that. Yeah, you? he's yeah. a journalist. So then they go in the story explaining to you how everything happened. Um, a lot of things happened in between there, which we'll get into during the film. But to basically put a button on it, it the plot of this film explains to you why he was holding on to this statue head. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's it's part of his whole crew dies. So basically, he keeps it because of the crew, but they also believe that it... Train believed that it gave you good luck. Mm -hmm. So this is the one thing that I want to talk to you about. And this is very early in the film. This is like one of the... After, after that happens, mm -hmm. and he starts to tell the story, this is where it starts. So the Buffalo Soldiers are walking across this uh, river like the, uh, the squad leader told them to walk across this river to get to the other side. So they start walking across the river and while they're walking across the river, the river, the, the Nazi people have this girl that can speak English and she mm -hmm. would talk to like over this intercom, like saying like, why are y'all fighting for a country that don't love y'all? Um, we got biscuits for y'all. We got fried chicken. Racist as hell. She's like, we got fried chicken, collard greens. Mm -hmm. You know, come over to our side. Nah, nah, nah. Talking about we got, you know, women with nice breasts. All this little shit, right? So then the Germans start shooting ass while they're in the middle of walking across the bridge, right? Not the bridge, but the river. Mm -hmm. So Stamps and his crew, Stamps, Train, Hector, and uh, Bishop, they make it across. Steps calls the people and say, yo, we need an airstrike at this grid, this grid, and this grid. Mm -hmm. So this dirty motherfucker say, he's lying. I want you to shoot this grid, this grid, and this grid. And my man is like, why the fuck will he lie about where he at? He was like, well, there's no way he could have crossed this, uh, this early. Mm -hmm. So while they're retreating back, now the Germans are shooting at them. While they're mm -hmm. retreating back, their own army starts taking these motherfuckers out too. Mm -hmm. So 
the thing that I got for you is like how deep the racism is buried in the people of like why would you lie about where you are that will put yourself and your crew at danger to where you would just create the own your own grids to, to start shooting where you want them to shoot it's just like you know, all I could think about is like when me and Uncle Watson would have these conversations, you know, and he would talk about like the mindset of these white generals and, and just the way that black people was treated in general in mm -hmm. the army. So it, it, I, now you didn't see it. it. It was a very sad scene to see. But like, what are your thoughts on the whole thing of telling them, yo, shoot these three grids? No, you're lying. So we're gonna. I'm gonna create the grids and say this is what I think you are, and I'm gonna start shooting here. And then, pretty much the whole George and Fox company gets taken out by their own guns and the German guns. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> we don't even have to take it as far as even being in war. We could take it just as far as American society. You have people who, um. You have people who literally fight against legislation that would not just help out black people, not would help out, um, you know what I'm saying, poor black people, poor Mexican people, poor immigrants, anything else like that. But they would also help themselves out by <laughs> voting yes on certain legislation. But instead, because they're being told that it's going to help out, you know what I'm saying, blacks and Hispanics and other immigrants um in the country they vote no so in turn they leave themselves out as well um i've literally seen people talk about how they'll back a billionaire instead of <laughs> backing the common person just so you know what i'm saying other people of different ethnicities and backgrounds wouldn't get you know what i'm saying uh the benefits that they would get if they would have voted yes or they would have backed a different candidate. Um we watched the we watched <laughs> so many people in um our tax bracket that were of Caucasian descent back up Donald Trump just because uh you know he was he was wanting to build a uh he was going on the platform of building a wall around the border so Mexicans wouldn't get in. Um, so for people who, for people who know, and for people who lived here, you know what I'm saying? As many times as they try to say that they're not aware of it or not, but racism runs very deep in this country. Racism is the, um, it's the bloodline of this country. So it's not surprising to know that there were men in 1930s and 1940s going to fight a war only to come home and eventually still be treated as if they're lower class citizens. Um, you know, the fact that they had to deal with being shot not only by their counterparts, but also by the enemy as well. That's not shocking to me. Um, what's even more shocking to me is the fact that <laughs> you got guys like the Tuskegee Airmen who went out and made sure that B-57 bombers could get across and they risked their lives to make sure that, you know, send these bombers got across and back to where they were supposed to go. Um, not even that. You also had multiple black men of different um, infantries go out and risk their lives only to come home 
and still have to deal with Jim Crow, still have to deal with being hung, still have to deal with um, going to the back of restaurants and everything else like that. So, yeah, the, the fact that they're getting shot at from their counterparts who's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, the men that they're supposed to fight side by side with, it's not shocking. Um, you see a lot of these people who are in um, the same tax brackets that we are or the same financial situations that we're in, you see them um, – being duped into believing that because they're white, they're of a higher, they're of a higher class than everybody else is. Um, I believe it was either Franklin Delano Roosevelt or Lyndon B. Johnson that said that if, if you can convince the poorest white man that he's even better than the best black man, um, you can have them voting for you for years. So, um, well, it, it it's also the it's the it's that saying, but I heard that they would dig in their own pocket and give you money out their pocket. Oh yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the that's the end of it. Like yeah, they'll even they'll even dig in their own pockets and hand it to you, just so you know what I'm saying they can continue being better than the best black man. So, um, that just you know what I'm saying that just lets you know how how deep that runs into this society. And just, you know what I'm saying, even if you think about it now, if you go back a couple of years and when 45 was doing the whole MAGA thing, like, come on, man. It just lets you know that even even if they have to sacrifice themselves, they'll make sure that you stay in society's perception as long as possible of being the lowest of the low. And even if that means that they have to sacrifice everything that they have. Yeah, I get into that a little bit deeper uh, a little later on in the pod. But also, uh, to piggyback off what you're saying, think about the Civil War, my guy. Mm -hmm. Like, there were white people fighting a war for rich white people to keep their slaves. 100%. One of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it's crazy. Uh, so they cross over, and the crazy part was they see this uh, this haystack moving by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like a haystack <laughs> going across the field, and it happened to be this little boy, yeah, uh, this uh, little French boy. And um, so what ended up happening? A bunch of shit happened there, and they ended up taking the boy with them because uh, it was a lot of bombs still falling. Bomb fell on the uh, building. Boy got uh some of the wood came on top of them. So they took, they took the little boy with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be very important. So they took the little boy with them. They, they hanging out and they ended up going to, uh, going to one of these little towns that hasn't been taken over by the Germans yet. And so uh, they, they Mm -hmm. are uh, pretty much shacking with these people um, trying to strategize because their radio was out. So they couldn't get in contact with anybody. So they, some people thought that they was dead because they didn't. The radio was out, mm-hmm. and so while they are there, they are trying to nurse the little boy back up, and then these other people end up showing up. Now this is where shit got very interesting because these are people who. Some of them has kind of flipped to the German side. And while they were there, like they kept talking about there's this this legend of the sleeping man. Mm-hmm. And the legend of the sleeping man is it was like this uh this guy who 
said that the uh, it was a mountain that looked like a face, like face. It looked like if if you can imagine a person and they like like they're just laying down and you see the shape of their face, like you see the nose and their chin and stuff like that. There's a mountain that looks like that, and they call it the sleeping man. And like there's a legend that if you on this side of the mountain some shit about you're protected and all this type of shit. So these people had this belief that while we're here, we, we are being protected by the sleeping men. By the sleeping man. That's why they think that the Germans haven't took taken over this little village of a town yet. Mm-hmm. But while they're there, there there's a, a a bunch of shit that's going on. Like for number one, to bring up that point that I was saying I was gonna bring up later in the pot, I bring it up now. They're having this uh this party, mm-hmm. and so all of the uh, guys are there. It's Train, Stamps, Bishop, and uh, Hector. So they all at this party, and <laughs> Stamps is trying to hit this girl, but Bishop is too. But mm-hmm. they had beef. Before the whole shit started, like there's there's there's, there's some shit that you just you would have to just watch it. But they got beat, and both of them going after this one girl, trying to fuck this one girl. And so Stamps is talking to Hector. It's like, yo, like you know what's crazy? He was like, while we here, he's like, I don't feel like a nigga. He was like, while we're over here, he was like, they don't have no problem with us black people. He was like, we're gonna go home, and we're gonna and we're treated like second class citizens. But over here, he was like, I actually feel like I could be myself. And that was the go back off of what you were saying. It was just like, you shouldn't feel, because the way he put it, he was like, I shouldn't feel more comfortable in a foreign country than I do when I go home. And it's sad that these that there are actual real soldiers that felt this way. And, and, and it's something else that a lot of people don't talk about. Not all of these soldiers came back home. Or oh, if no, they, they did, they stayed. they stayed. Um, Marvin, Marvin Hagler. He, I don't even think he was a part of the war. Remember when he got, he got enough money, he moved over there to France too. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like to think, like, dude, I could not think, like, I mean, we just didn't grow up in that era. Like, we we go through shit, but not like the type of shit they went through. Just no, to, it was way more to, blatant then. Yeah, like to put that shit in your brain, like if if you were to be in that mindset of you fighting, you fighting Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. and you over here in Italy, France, whatever, and like these people, they look like your oppressor, but these mm-hmm. people treating you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we good. Nah, you know? nah, not the Nazis, not the Nazis. No, we're not the about, Nazis. I'm talking the about the people. Talking that... about, yeah, we talking about France. France is France is different. Like France has always had a love for black people. Um, even the, the when they sent over the um, the Statue of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty is um is a um a gift. replica of a black woman. Dude, that's that's history that a lot of people don't know. Dude, I saw a, a picture. It's funny you brought that up. I saw a picture on on social media. It got the Statue of Liberty, and it got mm-hmm. Owen Wilson right beside of it. Yo, he looked just like hilarious. Statue of Liberty. Well, um, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> but um, the reason that the Statue of Liberty is green is because you know that's not the original Statue of Liberty. The Statue not of Liberty—that's actually the second Statue of Liberty. So the reason that is green is because it depicts a black woman. So that's why. 
the whole thing is green. That's why it isn't like a different color. And then you know that they sent another one over. They sent another. That's what I was about to say. It's they smaller. They just sent though. another one over. It's smaller, but that one is like a bronze sculpture or whatever. But that's still supposed to be depicting a black woman. Didn't they put it in Vegas? Is that where they was putting it? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where they put it. I I just I just read about it not too long ago, so I don't know where they put it. But I know they sent like a miniature scale version of it. But the original Statue of Liberty was a depiction of a black woman. They made them. They sent it back and had them redo it and make it all green. And that's why, um, yeah, that's why it looks the way it looks now. But it's still supposed to be a depiction of the black woman. Wow, but yeah, man, it it was. I I just can't. I can't imagine it, man. Like it, it's hard to think that because you would think. You're doing what you're doing. You're fighting for your country, and you would think that you would get a different kind of respect level. And it's not that way. Now, there was an argument that Bishop and Stamps had, and I would mm-hmm. love to hear your thoughts on this because I'm kind of in the middle. If you put yourself in that time, because this was 44. This movie mm-hmm. is uh, based in 44. So they're having an argument. Because he was like, he would always say that Bishop was the type of dude that set back black people back 400 years because Bishop, his whole thing was, for number one, he had, like, trained um, Omar Benson. Um, he was kind of depicted as being a little slow. Like, he mm-hmm. wasn't, you know what I mean? And he beat him out of $1,400 in and I think it was either craps or poker or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they knew Bishop was taking advantage of him because he didn't know no better, you know, right. when they when he made the bet. So Stamps was mad at him because of that. And then also it said, oh, and Bishop is Michael Elay. Stamps mm-hmm. is uh uh Derek Luke. So mm-hmm. they're they're having um they're having an argument, and he was like, yo. All of what we're doing, like Derek Luke, uh, which is Stamps, is like, all of what we're doing is progress. He was like, you know, before this, we couldn't fight in the war. And he was just like, I'm trying to make, you know, I'm trying to make our race better for my kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bishop is like, dude, the only reason we're fighting in this war is because they ran out of uh, white bodies, you know what I'm saying, to get killed. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, you want to talk about progress? He was like, he pulled out this mm-hmm. uh, this chip out of his pocket and he tossed it to him. Mm-hmm. He was like, you tell me about this progress. And what it was, it was it was a, a coin that had this ice cream parlor on it, right? Mm-hmm. So it shows them back when they was in training. They was in training in Louisiana. So they pull up to this ice cream shop. And so um, they, uh, they go in to get that ice slap and they see two of their superiors sitting there and they got prisoners. They got mm-hmm. Nazi prisoners, four Nazi prisoners. They sitting over on the left corner laughing, eating ice cream. They just having a great old time over there. Mm-hmm. And so Bishop comes up and he, he slaps down the thing. He's like, yo, I get a free ice slap. He was like, okay, y'all boys go around back. And then Train, like I said, he don't know no better. He started walking out. They're like, nah. They were like, yo, we soldiers. Like, we ain't going to no back. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, look, fellas, he said, this is my establishment, and I got the right to serve who I want to serve. And so then the two army superiors like, look, I pay for that ice slap. Don't worry about it. And so he pulls out a gun, 
And then and then the uh the white superior like, man, put that damn gun down. Like we all soldiers in here, nah, 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 all this type mm-hmm. shit. And so then uh Stamps is like, yo, these Nazi prisoners over here having a good ass time over here. You serving them, but you won't serve us. And he was like, you know, this is my establishment, I serve who I want to serve. So superiors leave, they take their uh German prisoners with them. And so then the uh store owner pulls his gun back out. Talking mad shit, nigga does, nah, 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 all this type shit. So they leave. And, you know what I'm saying, Omar uh, Hartwick is out there like, yo, what the ice slap said? They don't say nothing. So they pull off. And then they like, they don't show the dialogue, but, you know, they just kind of like, fuck it, nah, fuck this shit. So they turn around and go back. Mm-hmm. And so they come in with their guns this time. And they was like, man, <laughs> he was like, man, fix me my ice slaps. And he was like, he was like, all right, all right. He's like, but put your guns down. He's like, he's like, matter of fact, go wash your hands. He was like, I don't know where the fuck your dirty hands been and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, so then it was like, uh, uh, give me my ice stops to go. I don't want to be caught dead eating in this piece of shit, all this type of shit, and whatever. So the whole point of the story is they were, you know, seeing this army man. They're serving the Nazi prisoners. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't serve the black soldiers. Are we surprised at that though? No, 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 not surprised at all. <laughs> I mean, just not think about that. Just just the optic of that. Just let's let's think about that. You got <laughs> what was it, six white men all together? Yeah, it just, was more people in there, but yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. just just six white men in uniform, right? Let's just say they all in uniform. Six white men in uniform just laughing, having a good ass time eating ice cream. Four mm-hmm. of these motherfuckers, right? Or Nazis. Yep. Nazis. They not American soldiers. They not uh football players or basketball players. No, they Nazis. This man refuses to give US soldiers ice cream because they have a different skin color. But he'll let Nazis eat at his establishment, eat all the ice cream they want. Just ha ha giggle giggle kiki all that shit. Think about that. But so no, also think about why are you letting your prisoners eat ice cream? That's we ain't even we ain't even gonna get that deep into it. Let's just <laughs> nigga they Nazis. Yep. Once again, the the mental aptitude of this country, of this society, is probably one of the lowest in the world. This is the same country that still reps for the rebels. This is the same country <laughs> that still rocks Confederate flags. This is the only country I know where where you could be a loser and still get your shine on. Yep. They send they send every year when the Super Bowl happens, they send the loser t-shirts. Where they send them to? Africa. Yeah. They send them to Ghana and all these other places where, you know what I'm saying? They send them to all the African villages, all the Indian villages. It's somewhere in, in Sri Lanka, some little kid has still has on a, a, a Atlanta Falcons t-shirt. From 1996, when they lost to uh, <laughs> when they lost to the the, the uh, Broncos in the Super Bowl, right? Say Super Bowl champion, 1996, Atlanta Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Jamal Jamal uh, Jamal uh, Anderson doing the dirty bird on that bad boy. It's a kid in Sri Lanka with that T-shirt right now. Okay, the only the only loser memorabilia that they never sent off was the Confederate. Yep, they just now knocking down. Um, statues and monuments to the Confederacy just now in 2020, 2021. So 
it just it really goes to show you what this country really thinks of you know what I'm saying us you know what I'm saying it it, it just goes to show you and, and then even to think about that in Louisiana in in 19 what 44 yeah okay I, I get it bro you hate me that's cool whatever I'm fighting for this country I'm wearing my uniform and everything else you mean to tell me that a Nazi the dude that we the people we fighting against you mean to tell me they got more push and pull in in this state than I do. I mean, I get it. You don't like me. Don't get me wrong. I I understand. But at some point, bro, <laughs> you got to give me a pass. We talking about Nazis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't yeah. talking about a game. We talking about practice. Like <laughs> it's a Nazi, my G. You mean to yeah. tell me a Nazi got more pull in this country than I do? That lets you know everything you need to know. They literally brought Nazis over here to, to build up NASA. Meanwhile, yep. it was four black women who helped us supposedly get to the moon, right? Mm-hmm. But they just made a movie about them. Me, but but they talk about all the all the Nazi scientists all the time. They made hella movies about them, right? They made all, all kind of movies about NASA, Nazi scientists and all that stuff. NASA, Nazi, it's all the same thing. I don't want to get into, into the conspiracy theory, but we talked about this when we did uh, Mind Hunters um, about how, you know what I'm saying, they was bringing Nazi scientists over here to do that. So just the fact that they was giving them passes to even build up NASA and black people were still laying their life on the line, coming over here, still having to worry about getting hung, still having to worry about getting their money. Um, we've seen the same thing happen with... Um, when we did um dead presidents, you know what I'm saying? And this is this is further down the line. You know what I'm saying? This is this is during the Vietnam War where they was coming home and they still had to deal with, you know what I'm saying, not being able to get paid and not being able to get certain jobs and having to deal with low income communities and everything else. So, I mean, this is just a, a reoccurring process. Um I'm I'm sure just like you know what I'm saying, everybody else, you just as well as me, we got family members that's been in the military and you know what I'm saying, had to come home and deal with the things that they've dealt with. And, you know what I'm saying, it just goes to show you, like, you know, this this society really doesn't care about us. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying, this is a perfect example that, you know what I'm saying, Nazis could come eat ice cream freely in America, you know what I'm saying, during a, during a war that, you know during what I'm saying, they're fighting against, you know what I'm saying, and we can't even do that, and we fighting for the rights. So, you know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And and as far as like the question, though, like I think that stamps had a point because at the end of the day, if you're thinking with the mindset of 1944, you mm-hmm. in that mindset of 1944, it is progress that they were fighting in the war. But at the same time, it wasn't, bro. It's not progress. It's not. Progress. Well, I mean, yeah, they put it's them the on same the front thing. Lines, you you but... brought up the Civil War. You brought up the Civil War. Same thing happened in the Civil War. Same thing happened in the Revolutionary War. First person to die in the Revolutionary War was Crispus Attucks, right? Yeah, that's black a black man. man. So yeah, they put him on the front line. But now, don't get me wrong, Bishop's point was better because he's like, "Yo, we're here because they ran out of white boys to 100%. die." Hundred percent. Same but, thing with Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, and what you didn't bring up was they didn't lose one bomber ship. Um, that's that, to be mentioned. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Remember, so yeah, they, like, wouldn't was, let us, they wouldn't let us in the NFL and look at where that motherfucker is now. 
Oh, man, we can't go down that road. <laughs> we make everything um, better, bro. Yeah, man. And so then, obviously, uh, Bishop ended up getting the skins. Uh, he, he ended up getting no girl, even though even though Stamps was trying. Hey, man. And, uh, hey, but light, skin, <laughs> light, skin, light skin, you know what I'm saying? Team light skin always pulled through, baby. Man, Michael Eli ain't Michael fair, Ely, man. man. Mike Eli ain't fair, man. Hey man, listen, that, lives, that man, man. Got, yeah, that's what I said. That man got the he got the full package, bro. So he good. You know what I'm saying? He got the he got the sandy brown hair. He got the eyes on him. You know what I'm saying? He got he, the, like the the dirty scruff, uh, hey. uh, beard and all that, bro. Hey man, yo, he got the cheat code, man. Yeah, he, he got, got the cheat code and all that, man. He, he got a gold tooth in his movie too. Oh um, yeah, he definitely. He definitely <laughs> if it ain't him, it got to be Amari Hardwick. Well, he died early. He died walking across the bridge. I mean, walking across the thing. But he came back in that story. The story about the ice cream, he was in that. Uh, Okay, so remember I told you some other people had came. Mm -hmm. And so the little kid, when the little kid first saw it, because, like, they was all sitting around. Because she, like, those people would feed these people. Like, they're from where they're from. But Mm -hmm. one of the guys, he, you know, he was always sketchy. And -hmm. Hector, which is Laz Alonzo, was like, yo. It's like, I don't trust that guy, man. He's like, I, it's something about his eyes. Like, I don't trust him. And when the little kid saw him, like, he was scared as shit, right? So Hector is the only one is bilingual out of the whole crew. So Hector is talking to the little kid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, what's up with this dude? Hold on, this nigga, this nigga got a Spanish name. He's a black dude. And he can speak German? That nigga is, is a... Well, the, the kid wasn't German. The kid Ooh. was, I can't remember if he was Italian or if he was French. I can't remember. Well, he can still speak either one of them other languages. That, yeah. I think he's a treasure. So he's talking to the kid, and the kid is talking about this, this fire, the shooting at a church, mm-hmm. all of this shit, right? Yeah, and that's so, the actual massacre, right? Yes. Yeah. We're getting there, dude. That opening scene of them walking across the river, don't get me wrong. Sad scene to watch, mm-hmm. but that motherfucking massacre at that church, dude. So the German, the German guys, like, yo, where is this? He was looking for someone, mm-hmm. asking them where he at. These people, they just refugees. They mm-hmm. don't know shit. And there was a priest there, or a bishop, whatever you want to call him. And he's telling the German guy, like, yo, they don't know who you're looking for. Mm-hmm. He was like, you got uno minutes. And so he's like, well, he turned around, started telling them to get on their knees, and they started praying. Sprayed a whole crew, women, children, men, everything. Mm-hmm. So they run out of bullets. Well, this is the thing. So they're shooting. They spray the whole crowd. So everybody on the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're going to every individual person, making sure. Pow, shoot that one. Pow, shoot that one. Run out of bullets. So then they start stabbing the people that wasn't dead. So then there's this one scene with this woman. I don't know. I Look, when your baby hungry is hungry. So I'm guessing she was breastfeeding because the breast was out. Baby was sitting there crying. And then the soldier... They show the camera goes up to the soldier, and you hear the baby crying, and then you hear the stick, and then the baby ain't crying no more. And I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers are 
ruthless, but I mean, yeah, I mean, of course they are, bro. It's so it's it's rumored. Well, I'm not gonna say rumored. Um, it's 560 people that died in that massacre. 130 were children. Um, yep. you had four different. Um, you have four different. Um battalions a part of that massacre one of them was actually um a part of Mussolini's crew which was the Russian crew so this is the um at the time it was what the USSR or some weird stuff like that um mm-hmm. but yeah this was they was a part of Mussolini's group as well um <laughs> real quick si- uh real quick we about to get sidetracked real quick yo did you know that Mussolini got punked into joining up with the Nazis bro how so? <laughs> this nigga, this nigga Hitler, like pressed him to like jump in with him, because Mussolini wasn't with that. You know, Mussolini was he was a dictator too, but he was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And this is our we. It's like um, I'm trying to think of like what's the closest thing to it. Like, <laughs> what's the uh? Remember, did you ever watch wrestling like WCW? Uh, you know, it depends. You remember NWO, right? Yeah, I remember that. Did you ever see the NWO where they made like the Mexican version of NWO, the Wolfpack? I remember that. I do remember that. But you remember how like they pressed? It was like uh, what was dude's name? Like Conan and and Rey Mysterio, and I forgot. I think it was like uh, Eddie Guerrero or one of them. Like, but remember they pressed them to become like a part of the NWO. Okay. That's how <laughs> that's how Hitler pressed. <laughs> that's how Hitler pressed Mussolini. Like he literally, he literally was like he had him on the radar. So like at first Mussolini was like, nah, fam, we ain't doing that. Like, nigga, you run up on here, you know what I'm saying? It's whatever, cuz. And then Hitler was like, Oh, you think this is a joke? So like <laughs> Hitler literally took like some people from his camp and tortured them in front of Mussolini. And Mussolini was like, nah, you got it, bro. And that's how Mussolini joined up with the Nazis. No lie. That is sick. That is sick. That's super sick. Also, that's that's how the Russians got involved with the Nazis. But also, like that scene, man, it it was, you know what I'm saying? It it was it was a tough why. I'm glad they didn't show the baby getting sick, but it just you you know, you know what I'm saying? Because they Nazis, bro. Like, what did you expect? Yeah, like they I mean, don't get me wrong, like we all know. I mean, even just in the history class, like you realize, like how ruthless these dudes really were. Oh no, like, they was you knew. listen. The when when like you know how people say like people would say like the the Holocaust was like slavery. Yeah, the Holocaust is the closest thing to slavery that you'll ever get. Like literally, like slavery was like the most like shadow slavery in America was probably the most ruthless act in modern day history. But like the Holocaust is the closest thing you you're going to get to that. You got to think about it. They literally took out sixty plus million people, bro, in like three years, three four years. And then, like <sighs> one of the di- one of the different things is with the slavery. Like they made sure, even though they gave you the the leftover, they made sure you ate so you were working. <sighs> they did not, not even that do. Like they, you know how many people they, died they from starvation look, and hunger and slavery? They didn't look like. I mean, if, well, if we don't have those pictures. The, I mean, see, that's I what I'm saying. Like, you got to remember, slavery goes from like 1619 to 1865, so that's literally like 200 plus years of 
you know what I'm saying, a, a, a constant cycle. We talking about a small number, like of what three to four years. So if they could do if they could do that in three to four years, imagine what they can do in two hundred plus years. Yeah, like it would have been, dude. That, that ain't number, even that number got to be like close to the billions, bro. Yeah, if, if that shit would have continued, like it would have been, it would have been all bad. I mean, I mean it, it was already in bad. The way but, it did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. So, uh, so it shows the massacre, man, and and, and the kid. Mm-hmm. The the, how do I explain this? One of the dudes he recognized because that guy told him and this other kid Arturo to run, mm-hmm. and he saw the other guy that he was with the Germans, but the other guy he was a soldier, but he told him to run away. Mm-hmm. So he was cool with the one dude, but he was scared of the other dude. Right. So Hector is like, yo, that dude, I'm telling you, I don't trust that dude. I don't like him. So he tells, they tell the, the dude that the kid was scared of to go look over the hill to see if everything was clear, to see if they mm-hmm. were safe. He runs up to the top of the hill. You see the whole motherfucking German crew coming, dude. It's like, dude, it had to be 10,000 on foot. They got tanks, everything. Yeah, he goes back. Is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. <laughs> like, so then they so uh, they told Hector to go because uh, the, they, they wanted to keep the one German dude that told mm-hmm. the kid to run because they told uh, when they finally got the radio working and shit, they told uh, them to get a German prisoner. So they told them they got a German prisoner. They're like, okay, we on our way. Right. So Hector goes up there. He's sitting with dude. And dude, he about to roll up a cigarette. He was like, nah, I got a cigarette. So he gave him a cigarette. So he sitting there smoking a cigarette. So the dude that the kid is scared of, he goes up and stabs the other dude in the neck, kills him. He goes to cut Hector. But Hector turned his head so he only get the side of his neck. So he didn't really get the, you know what I'm saying, cut the cut his throat. He only shot um got his neck. He did some other shit. But okay. The dude that he shot in the post office mm-hmm. was the dude that sliced the side of his neck. That's the same guy. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna go back. So now the Germans are coming to invade that little town that they were sitting in. Right. So long story short, well, before the Germans got there, the Americans got there first. Mm-hmm. So that same that same sergeant that did not take them coordinates that he told him was the one that was with them. So it was so funny. Derek Luke is a fucking great actor. So yeah, yeah. Dude, yes, dude yeah. walks, the dude walks up. He's like, where's that German prisoner? He was just like, he got this like this stupid look on his face. He around the corner. He goes around the corner and he sees that little kid is up on the train. So mm-hmm. he was like, train, get rid of that damn kid. And he was just like, man, the kid won't leave us. So anyway, so they get into an argument. So he goes around the corner. And he see that the German dude is dead. So he starts dragging him down these steps. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? And mm-hmm. he was like, 
he looks dead, don't he? <laughs> and so <laughs> they having this argument and shit. And so he tells old dude to shot 56 nine times to go get that little kid from train. Mm-hmm. Dude, this this how you say it? The the cinematography mm-hmm. on this part, dude. So you remember I was telling you about the sleeping man. Yeah. Okay. So when when the dude went to go get the kid, train jacks him up and holds him up in the air. And while he's holding him in the air, his head is back. Dude, they got a shot of him with the sleeping man right behind him, and his face is shaped just like that fucking mountain, my guy. Like, oh, I don't man. know. Man, listen, it is the craziest shit you will ever see in the film. Now, I'm going to have to take a picture of that shit and send it to you. It is crazy. So, the people think that now he is the sleeping man. Mm-hmm. But but this is the funny part. The little kid, because see, they couldn't. The only way they could communicate with each other is they would have to tap because they, he didn't understand his uh his language. And <laughs> he always called him uh his, his chocolate giant. That shit was fucking hilarious. Ooh, when oh. they was in that building, he licked his yeah. face, and then he said, "You don't taste like chocolate." That shit was hilarious. Pause but um, the whole scene. <laughs> so so then. The they're just like stamps in the whole crew. They're just like since they got in the argument with the dude, they're like, look, we just gonna stay here then. Mm-hmm. So they go to leave. Germans blow up their damn thing. Whole fight scene <clears> goes <throat> down. So everybody's about to die. So the little kid goes up to uh, goes up to Hector, right? Mm-hmm. Gives him that statue head. Hector gives Hector had this thing around his neck because he was very religious. He had this cross and he would kiss like he would put it over your neck and he would kiss the cross. So he took it off of his neck and gave it to the little kid. Right. And and uh had the little kid kiss it. So the kid walks away. Hector is the only one that survives. He get a purple star, all this shit, right? So mm-hmm. now you go back to present time, which was I think it was 1983, I believe. So Hector's in court and he has a public defender and all of a sudden Carrie Washington pops up. Like she's motherfucking, what was her name in the scandal? Uh, Olivia Pope. Yeah, like she's Olivia Pope in this bitch. She just mm-hmm. pops up and she's just famous lawyer and shit. And so the judge is like, alright, uh, two million bun. She's like, alright, we'll pay cash. <laughs> and he was like, Well, you approached the bench. And so he was like, Why are you making a, a mockery of my courtroom and all this type of shit? And um and she was like, Look, if you want to get that seat on the next thing or whatever, you'll let this go or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then he's like, Yo, like who are y'all people and why are y'all defending me? Mm-hmm. And she was, and so this other dude comes up and he was like, Yo, you got a uh you got a rich friend that, that got your back. And he was like, look, all of my friends are dead. He mm-hmm. was like, all of my friends died in the war. He was like, my wife died. He was like, I just want to join her in heaven and all this type shit. And there's a little boy. So he's like pointing over. So he sees the statue. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, dude, Laz Alonzo, man, this motherfucker, this motherfucker act, I'm telling you. No, so he's yeah, walking he, towards he, it. Yeah, he's a beast. He's been acting for a minute. and He's been, he yeah. been really like working on this craft. Yeah, so he's walking to and see he plays an old man like 
in mm-hmm. 83, he's old. He got the makeup, yeah. gray hair and all this shit. So he sees the statue and he's crying because what the statue meant to him, it was monumental. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the last time he saw his friends. You right. know, yeah, he survived that all that too, yeah. Yeah, so all he sees, he don't even see the dude that's sitting beside the statue. All he sees is the statue. He goes to the statue. Then all of a sudden, the kid takes this thing off his neck, put mm-hmm. it around his neck, but he ain't a kid no more. But And then he realizes, he's like, Angelo. He was mm-hmm. like, yes, I am him and all this type of shit. He ended up inventing seatbelts and safety equipment, my guy. He's a fucking billionaire. Now, now look how crazy that is that a nigga who was risking his life to make sure this country was free from fucking tyranny has to go through killing somebody because he re- he realized that this dude was, was still a, a Nazi terrorist. And then the, the little boy who ain't have no no right to even be here for real because he was an illegal immigrant if we really want to keep it real. This nigga come invent seatbelts and get rich and famous. Now, this is my question to you though. Mm-hmm. Because I, I didn't do, I should have did the research. I don't know. But would you consider this would go down as a war crime? Like if he told a story of what this guy did over in the war that he wouldn't get time for I mean, because I, I think that there is a thing where if there is like something that happened in war and the people came and I don't know, it's like I don't, I just don't, I don't know what happened with the tribe. But do you think that there's a thing where it's like if this is 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 cleaning up an old war crime to where you can kind of I don't know if they would call it self defense or whatever. But this I dude tried like- to kill him in the war. I feel well, not even that. I feel like if he was a part of any kind of Nazi anything, um, him killing him <laughs> to me personally is justified. Um, I know that the um, what was it the the Berlin trials is that what is that what it was called? If that I was um, the trials at Berlin or whatever it's called. I know that they did. They made sure that a lot of those guys who were involved in Nazi Germany um, ended up getting they just do. And a lot of those guys ended up getting hung and killed and everything else. Um, So I feel like if he took one of them dudes out who was involved in any of those situations, whether it be at, um, oh, the trials at Nuremberg, that's what I'm thinking of. but whether, you know what I'm saying, they was at the death camps or whether they was a part of, you know what I'm saying, massacres or anything of that nature, you know what I'm saying, if they take one of them out, like, that's one less dude that we got to worry about who can, you know what I'm saying, spread that ideology. That's one less person that we have to worry about who can, you know what I'm saying, teach the next generation what was going on. Um but then again, like you're talking to a dude that finds it weird that the History Channel shows all kind of Nazi documentaries at two o'clock in the morning. So I don't know, man. <laughs> man, <laughs> listen, there's a movie. I watched it like two or three weeks ago. I only watch it because it got uh got Nomi uh Repack. I think that's how you say your name. Your girl that plays uh What Happened to Monday? Yeah, I know you're talking about, but I don't know her name. Yeah. Dude. Love her, dude. Love yeah, her. She did a great job. But she uh she plays in this movie came out last year, like a lower mm-hmm. budget movie called The Secrets We Keep. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it was, it it was based in that time period. 
and the dude, she saw a dude in the store, and she was like, that dude looks familiar. And she ended up kidnapping the dude, and she told her husband that this dude raped me during the war and killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So they had him in the basement, like, locked up in the basement and shit, and trying to get him to admit that he did this, and, like, obviously, he don't admit it off the jump, but, like, once they get towards the end, he finally admitted, like, yo, I'm sorry, I've been Bro, trying to forget it, and all this type will- of shit. That's a. I'm glad you said something about that because that's that is a good movie to go watch. But you want to watch something even better? It's a documentary on Netflix called What is it? The Monster Next Door, or something like that, about the dude who is um the dude. So basically, I forgot. Hold on, wait. Let me find it real quick to make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing. But um, what I'm looking for it's basically about this guy, right? These um. The, these people who ended up surviving um, the Holocaust ended up seeing. Um, I'm sorry, it's not called the Monster Next Door. It's called the Devil Next Door. Um, so basically, this man in Cleveland, he's he's walking around. You know what I'm saying? He's living life just normal, doing everything else. It's like 1986. You know what I'm saying? He's doing everything. He's he's living a normal life. This lady walks across him or she crosses his path and basically sees him and she is a survivor of the Holocaust and she knows exactly who this dude is. So he basically goes on trial in the Nuremberg trials and they go through this whole thing about basically finding out whether this man was a part of um, the Auschwitz camps. So it, and then he he basically found out that he had a lot to do with it. Like he was one of the top dogs in it and everything. But it's it shows you just how much these people went through. And not, not even that, it shows you just how sick America is because America was the country that ended up giving these people asylum, even after all of this shit was being said and done. The fact that somebody could do all the war crimes that they did in World War II as a, as a Nazi then basically lose everything that they had, come to America and live as a normal citizen amongst, you know what I'm saying, everybody else, and all of this shit happens. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't they don't have no, you know what I'm saying, like, no paper trail of what they did, when they did anything like that. So the fact that he was able to get brought up on charges during the Nuremberg trial was... Um, Man, just go go watch this documentary. It's called The Devil Next Door. I've this been, is one of the things that will definitely help you see exactly the, the type of shit that we're talking about right now. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that, man. I seen that's on Netflix. I've been mm-hmm. I've been wanting mm-hmm. to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, this that movie. It was that movie that I watched. It was alright. Um, but the I mean the 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 plot of it was good. But yeah, as far as this movie, man, look, dude, I look. You didn't watch it, so Fire Flames. Listen, five, my guy. Five? Like, yes. Listen, I'm I'm gonna give it a five only because we mentioned Buffalo Soldiers. We mentioned, you know what I'm saying, black people having to go to war and come back and fight in nineteen forty, fifty something. Um, even after winning the war, even after dealing with shit like Pearl Harbor and everything else, you know what I'm saying? Black men coming home, not getting a chance to be able to celebrate in the in the parades, not even being welcomed. 
you know what I'm saying, with open arms like they should have. Even, you know what I'm saying, I know a lot of times we talk about how the South was so racist and everything else, but the same shit was happening in New York, you know what I'm saying? We forget that um, <laughs> even up North, like they still had to go to the back of establishments, you know what I'm saying, to get shit. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times that, you know what I'm saying, even in California, we forget about California, how they had segregated pools, you know what I'm saying? Even in the North, they had segregated shit too. So let's not forget that it wasn't just the South that was, you know what I'm saying, racist and segregated. This was the whole country of America. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's just not, you know what I'm saying, the South that had to carry this brunt. I know that, uh, I mean, carry the brunt of, um, carry the brunt of this burden. I know a lot of times that, you know what I'm saying, like in school, they try to make it seem like the South was the one that was doing all of this shit. Yeah, the South had Jim Crow and everything else, but everywhere you went in America, Black people were not welcome. So let's not just make it about the South. You know what I'm saying? Let's not just make it seem like the South was the only one doing it. Racism is everywhere in America. It still is to this day. Um, just like we talked about last episode, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mentioned how Harriet Tubman was a slave in Connecticut, and she was freeing people in Connecticut, not just from the South as well. And you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't even know that. They think that she was freeing niggas in Mississippi only. You know what I'm saying? Like they thought they they figured she was from like the deep south. Nah, she was a slave in Connecticut. Let's let's remember that much. You know what I'm saying? So um when you do go watch this movie, because I think this is a movie that everybody should watch, I'm definitely gonna make sure I watch it myself. Um, but I feel like this is something that everybody should get a peek at. Shout out to Spike Lee for even putting this story out there. Cause I know that this is inspired by something real. Spike Lee never lets us down when it comes to something like this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a five just cause, you know what I'm saying? Same thing I did with red tails. You know what I'm saying? Even though I didn't agree with a bunch of the stuff that was going on in that movie, I still was going to go ahead and, and give it, you know what I'm saying? The highest kudos I could give it. So 100% real. Yes, sir. And to piggyback off what you were saying, don't forget about Jesse Owens, man. Mm-hmm. He goes over to uh, when the, when the when the uh, Olympus was in Berlin. Goes over yep. there, get four gold medals, come yeah. back. He's being Make celebrated. Yeah, and he <laughs> he is he is uh, invited. He has a party that's for him. I believe mm-hmm. it was in New York. He had to go to the back. He had to go to the back and to yeah. the service in New York. In New York, crazy. Oh, hey, don't forget though. He went to O State, baby. O H. Yeah, he did. My man went to Old State. He was running that thing for Old State. Let me tell you something. We don't never forget that. Hell nah. Hell you shouldn't. Shout out to Jesse Owens, man. Shout out to um Hold on, wait a minute. I'm about to get his name. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. It's coming (laughs) to me. Um Oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking right now. Talking about the coach. No, he he. It's another track runner, Jesse Owens, and um. Hold on, real quick. I'm about to find it. I'm about to find it. Because I remember there was a uh, another because uh, the the fourth the fourth medal that he got was the four by four by one relay, and uh, it was another black guy on that team. I think you. I think you're trying to think of the other black guy's name. Thing that we was trying to come up with, I forgot what it was. I seen the movie Race, uh, and you know, and your boy was in it. Jason Sudeikis, he played his coach. 
in that movie Race. Oh, what's that dude name that played Jesse Owens? Dang, I used to know his name, the actor, the actor that played Jesse Owens in uh in the movie Race. He played in um it was a who joint. Fuck. I cannot believe I'm blanking on dude's name. I cannot remember that dude's name, but he was in uh he also played in uh another movie where he did a show. He did a show, it was called Shots Fired. He did it with it was it wasn't Regina King. Damn, I am forgetting everybody's name today. Shania Lathan. He was in he was in a uh he was in a show with Shania with Shania Lathan called Shots Fired. And that was a dope ass fucking show. And he had played Jesse Owens in that uh in that movie Race. The only thing that sucked about Race was the fact that it like I it was in the movies, but like it wasn't I felt okay. I felt that they should I felt they should have named that movie after Jesse Owens instead of just calling that movie race. Uh, I should be ashamed of myself. The, other, the name that I'm thinking of is uh, Edwin C. Moses. Man, shout out to Edwin C. Moses too. Him oh, and okay. him and um, Jesse Owens. That's what's up. So, man, we got coming soon. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Coming soon. Coming soon. Um, coming soon for anybody who don't know. Um, once again, if you if you knew this, coming soon is basically like the trailer version of our next episode that we got. Um, and listen, it's gonna be a great one. Um, it is. <laughs> I don't. I think we should. We should. I wanted to say we should save this until october but since it's not like a um since it's not like a slasher or anything else like that i guess it's necessary to go into um <laughs> to go into you know what i'm saying halloween in, in october um it's the butterfly effect man this movie here is oh listen dude I'm getting I am, into conspiracy mode in this movie. I'm t- see, I can't <laughs> wait t- for that. that. Listen, when I put that shit on the list, I said, mm-hmm. dude, I cannot wait to hear mm-hmm. all the conspiracies out yeah. of you, bud, because you Shout be out to going Ashley out Kutcher, too, by the way, because he did yeah. a great job in this movie. Him and Amy Smart. Mm-hmm. Both of them killed this shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, I know you are the conspiracy guy, and I was like, yo, this fucking Man, episode... I always say I'm excited, but like I'm really, mm-hmm. really excited because you be going down these wormholes. We might not even just... talk about the movie that much on this one. Because there's a lot of shit to talk about, man. Because yeah. it's like the whole yeah. concept of going back and changing we got, one This is going to get into time travel. This is going to get into... <laughs> this is, this could get into like a multiverse. It's, it's, it's like, it's so much we can get into doing the butterfly effect. So y'all stay tuned, man. Friday is going to be... I mean Friday, so I'm sorry. Tuesday is Friday today. Tuesday is going to be very, very good. Um, but before we leave out of here, man, I do want to um, send our deepest regards, our condolences to the Van Peebles family. 
um Melvin oh, yeah. Van Peebles, the he godfather has. of black cinema, man. He definitely um he saved not only just black cinema, but he saved Hollywood. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't um we wouldn't even have the greatness that we have in black exploitation films. Um Hollywood would be trash because they was pretty much just putting out clan movies. Um but without Melvin Van Peebles, man, we wouldn't really have any of the great stuff that we have today. There would probably be no MCU. There would probably be no Blade. There would probably be no um, urban um, classics. None of that good stuff, man. Melvin Van Peebles, um, along with a few others, but him specifically, he definitely saved Hollywood. and He saved black cinema um, with his greatness. His son, Mario Van Peebles, um, continued that tradition. And I just personally want to say thank you to him because without him, we probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast right now. Yes, man. Rest in peace, man. And condolences to everybody in the Van Peebles family and everybody that knew him. Definitely, man. Glad you brought that up. Oh, for sure. I was going to do it earlier, but I figured uh, the end is the best time to do that. So with that being said, let's go ahead and give him um, a few minutes of silence. There we go. Um, I meant to say a moment of silence. I said a few minutes. I meant to say a moment of silence. But um, no, seriously, man, if you guys don't know who Melvin Van Peebles, Melvin Van Peebles is, if you don't know um, what his track record is, please do your Googles. Make sure you go do the research on him because he really is um, very, very important, not only in American history, but black history as well. Um, and it would be remiss for of us to not give him his flowers and not show him the love that um he's due. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, rest in peace to Melvin Van Peebles. Um, that's a tough loss. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, on Twitter at View Pod. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, you can follow me at Scoots Bronson on Twitter, Scoots Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. Excuse me, 15 Minutes of Fame is, um, I, got some, I got some episodes I'm working on right now. Um, those will be coming soon. Make sure you check out the 4-3 pod um, every Wednesday. Uh, man, we had, <laughs> we got two great episodes in the books, man. Third one coming soon, so just get ready for that. Um, that's all I got, man. Yes, sir. And y'all can find me at uh, s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on Instagram, 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. Uh, still rocking with that episode of The Hardest Character. Go check that out. That's the last episode that's out on the 28 Minutes or Less. And like he said, man, go check out that 4-3, man. We uh we killing it over there. So uh, we put out two great episodes the first two weeks. So Ready to continue that as well, man. For sure, bro. For sure. So, um, yeah, man. Um, listen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. As usual, we greatly appreciate it. Um, once again, rest in um, power to Melvin Van Peebles. Um, condolences to the Van Peebles family. Um, and with that being said, like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut.